Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're starting a brand new series called The Walking Dead. Today's sermon is entitled Waking a Zombie Generation. We're going to learn that we've all been infected and are spiritually dead and how it's time for us to wake up. So today, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's dive in this today. Today, we're starting a good brand new series called The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Man, I've been jacked up about this one. I'm excited. I know some of you guys are uh, pumped up about it. I got some messages this week. My man, I can't wait for this to happen. I can't wait for this to start. Listen, I'm pumped up with you. Anybody ever watch The Walking Dead, the show The Walking Dead? Woo! Anybody still watch The Walking Dead? I know it's still, woo, there's a few of you. We were talking this morning, and, and listen, there might be some spoiler alerts here, and I'll tell you like I tell you all the time, you've had long enough, <laughs> all right? So, had long enough. So, so for me, and to kind of paint you guys a quick picture here of The Walking Dead, is there is a show that talks about the zombie apocalypse that takes place. Zombies. Anybody like zombies? Zombies. I, I got asked this question one time. It was funny. They go, well, well if there was a zombie uh, uh, apocalypse taking place, how did they know... How do they know how not to kill them or what to look for, what the signs to, to look for to kill them? Because we all know what zombies look like. They're right. They're slow. They're nasty. They're ugly. We know you've got to take their heads off, right? And they were like, well, why in the show wouldn't they know how, not, how to take care of the problem? And the answer to that was simple. Well, you know, for us, we know what's going on. Them, in the show, as it betrays, there was no such thing as a zombie apocalypse. So they're having to learn. <laughs> but for us... Uh, I always say that I want to be around the rednecks when the uh, zombie apocalypse takes place because they're full of guns and, and, and ammunition. <laughs> and I'm not quite up to their level, but man, that's the people I want to be around because they go out hunting and they know exactly how to hit the target. So, so for, if y'all, if zombie apocalypse takes place, y'all, y'all find the rednecks and call me and tell me where they're at because I want to come with you because I want to live. All right, so let me paint a picture here. So, so the zombie apocalypse has taken place. Well, not quite yet. So when it first opens up, there's a police scene that's taking place, and there's this guy named Rick. Rick, he's a cool guy, wears cowboy hats, pretty awesome. And so what happens is, is him and his buddy Shane are in an altercation here. Something goes down. Long story short, Rick gets put in the hospital. When Rick wakes up from said hospital stay, he's in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. It's done went down. The bad stuff doesn't happen, and, and he's kind of confused. I mean, he was in a coma for a hot second. And so we're really thinking, and the, and the creator said this won't happen, but we're thinking he's going to wake up and it was all a dream, you know what I mean? If that happens, spoiler alert. I haven't talked to the creators, but you know. <laughs> but, but, but he finds out the zombie apocalypse is taking place. He's confused. Because at the moment, he didn't know what was going on. He just know he woke up and there was disaster everywhere. He comes up to a door and it says dead or don't enter or don't something and dead inside. I got half the door. So y'all bear with me. <laughs> you know it says don't enter, right? Or don't open. I said, I know. I lost my time here. <laughs> That's... So for the ones who don't know, I actually created this. This is custom made here. It says dead inside. Y'all should have seen me making this last night at my house on my porch. <laughs> the last time I made said something like this, the cops got called on me because it looked like it was crazy. This time, not so much because I live out in the country now. I got the police that lives next door to me, so it's fine. But listen, I was making this thing, and there was blood everywhere. This is fake blood, so don't call the cops on me. It's fake. Uh, but, I, but, but I was sitting there, and we was getting it done because that's what happened. 
It's in the zombie apocalypse. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of nasty stuff that takes place. There's a lot of death on the inside. So the basic premises of the show is the art of survival. I built this, by the way. So what is a zombie? You guys think for me for a second. What is a zombie? A zombie. So it's a deceased human uh, being, being who has uh, potentially returned to life due, it, due to an undeterminable cause. So I'm in a class and I'm having to determine the reason why fires take place and, and learning the different types of why these things have happened and, and we have to run these different types of tests to, to figure out what caused the issue. And uh, a lot of times when you have a fire and there's issues, there's a lot of times you have to determine undetermined. And so what happens with this is, well, how in the world does somebody that's dead still have life? It was due to an undetermined cause. See, y'all think back to The Walking Dead. They still haven't figured out the cause. They think it was because of Breaking Bad and the... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you guys that watch AMC know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but their brains are reference points. Their brains are there. They're basically function, but they're in a near-minded or mindless state. They're kind of walking around. Oh, oh. And if y'all watch some of them movies, they run. I don't know how they run. They got no emotions. What? Oh, run? I don't even want me to run. Stop it. It's not part of the message. But they're rotten bodies. They're nasty. They're ugly. They're boogie boogies. I mean, they got stuff falling off of them. And as the show continues and it goes on, you see uh, at the beginning, they're kind of just uh, just kind of nasty, just a little bit, maybe a little bit of blood, maybe just a little bit going on. But as it goes on in the show, there's more decay. There's more stuff falling off of them. They look more zombie-like, as we call it, because their bodies are rotten out. They're kind of zoned out in a sleepless-like state. You know what I mean? Got me to do it again. This is Tasha in the morning. <laughs> and they're numb to everything that's around them. You guys are kind of picking up on talking about what a zombie is. And if y'all think back about it, if you've never seen The Walking Dead, that's cool. Uh, I've watched it up till the part that uh, Glenn got stuck in the trash can. And I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if he lived or died. I'm pretty sure he died because I ain't watched it. And, but anyway. I lost my part here. But they're numb to everything around them. I mean, you think about it in the show, you go up, you punch the zombie, and they don't do nothing. They don't even make a flinch. They don't hurt. They're just dead on the inside. So zombies, to me, are very similar to the world that we're living in today. Today, there's millions and millions of people, unfortunately, that are walking around among us that are walking around that are dead. They're lifeless, they're heartbroken, and they're dead inside. So Jesus described these people in Matthew 23, 27, and 28. Whom to you, teacher of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you are like the whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the death and everything unclean. Zombies are sometimes in the beginning, they look good. 
their outfit looks great. On the inside, they're dead, walking around mindlessness. Verse 28, in the same way on the outside you appear to people as righteousness, but on the inside you were full of hypocrisy and wickedness. There's a lot of people today that were walking around. They look normal. They look good. They look great. Man, they look like they live in the high life. They look like they have everything in their life figured out. Y'all think about some people you may know or maybe yourself. Man, I feel like I have everything figured out. But on the inside, they're dying. And they're full of death. They're full of hurt. They're full of grief. And they just feel dead completely on the inside. Today's sermon is entitled, Waking a Zombie Generation. Waking a Zombie Generation. Well, Pastor Michael, what are you talking about? There's a whole other generation. There's like 10 generations going on at the same time. Maybe not quite 10, but there's a few generations happening. We're all from a generation. We all have a story and a story worth telling, but we're going to wake all generations. So today we're going to look at Romans uh, 5, 12 through 14. It says, when Adam sinned, so we're going to go back just a little bit. So, so Romans talks about Adam sinning in the garden. So when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam sought death, so death spared us. So, so death spared to everyone, for everyone sinned. Verse 13 says, yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there were not yet any laws to be broken. Now, I'm not going to go on some deep theology here, but we're going to stay with me. Verse 14, still everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even though, even those who did not obey in the commandments of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representative of Christ who has yet to come. So when Adam sinned, so let's go back to the garden. I'll paint you guys another picture here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he created everything in it. He created man named Adam. He didn't, felt like that Adam didn't need to be alone, so he created him into a partner called Eve. Put him in a deep sleep, created a woman. Times went on. They said, hey, everything's yours, but don't touch this one thing. And so, and so eventually the serpent got into the mix of things. Eve ate from the fruit, and he took, she took it to Adam. Adam ate the fruit. Now sin's in the earth because they disobeyed God. All right, everybody on the same page here? Point number one, if you're taking notes, we all have been infected and are spiritually dead. We've all been infected. So in the walking dead, you had to be what? You had to be bitten to get this, this disease or this virus that was going on. You had to be bitten. Is that still true in the, story, in the movie here? Or scratched. So bitten or scratched. All right, so you had to come in contact with the zombie. See, I got my experts here. Thank you. <laughs> I ain't watched it in a while. It's been a hot minute. So you had to be scratched or bitten by a zombie. You had to get the oogie boogies in you that way. <laughs> but we've all been infected since birth. From the beginning of time, once Adam and Eve committed the sin, sin entered into the earth. And, and so I want to kind of paint you a picture here. As our great-grandpa Adam, our great-great-great-great-great-great, back in the day, great, <laughs> was the first zombie of death. Adam was the first one because he, it says in the scripture in Rome, he sought out death, but death couldn't happen. And, it, and, so, and so what happens is, is it's now, it, back in the day, God was like, hey, listen, when I create you, everything's yours. It's all yours. You're going to live forever. Wouldn't that be cool to be living forever here on earth, having the good fruit, having the good stuff? Man, I feel you what? There's some mac and cheese I'd like to eat forever and ever, not gain the weight from it. I just love food. That'd been awesome. 
But as soon as they sin come into them and, and, and they bit the fruit, sin was entered into the earth. And, and all of a sudden now death was upon us. God said, if you eat of the tree, you will die. This is back in Genesis. If you eat from the fruit, you will die. Now think about this. You had all this stuff around you. Who in here likes cars? I like cars. Imagine with me right now. It was available. You can go to any car lot out there, and you can go pick the car of your dreams. Any color, any make, any model, anything that you want is there. Or maybe you got hundreds of them that are available to you, but God says, hey, listen, this one right here, you can't touch. And it may be the hoopty doopty over there. As we call it back in the day, we call it the dip buggy. Maybe it was the dent buggy. God said, hey, listen, you can't touch it. you got all these other things over here that look good. They're fast. They go a lot faster than this, but you can't touch the dent buggy. Because if you touch it, you're going to die. And what happened was curiosity. And they get around it, and they're like, man, why can't I eat that one? Why can't I have that one? I want to, I want to drive the dent buggy now. And so when they bit of the fruit, it was separation from God. So when they created it and they committed the sin and, he, and Adam chose to sin and Eve chose to sin, this is when, excuse me, they disobeyed God's commandment, or not commandment, what God's words were saying. Don't touch this. Abby's normally here and I always use her microphone when I'm talking about Adam and Eve in the garden. I'm sorry, Abby. Adam was bitten by sin and death. I always have a representation of sin looks nice. Growing up, I was part of a ministry that, that had clowns in it and uh, had different props and things. And part of one of the skits we done was a, a sin tub. And on one side, it said sin, which you couldn't see because on the back side. And on the other side, it had, we called it nice NIS. And I'm like, ooh, this looks nice. Did I lose my stream? Okay. It just kicked me off. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I got real bad ADD. Uh, but it looked nice. And a part of the skit was, you, is I'd get up there and I'm like, man, it looks nice. And there'd be some stuff in there I'd be pulling out. And, and I'm like, man, this looks good. And then what happens is, is, is eventually this stuff starts looking good and it starts looking great. And it feels good to touch and it feels good to, to have in our bodies. And then I got into the tub. Because it was nice. It felt good. And then not only did I start feeling good and, and it got me in the tub, now I sink down into the tub. Now, I'm talking about a little tote here. I'm not talking about like a physical tub, so y'all bear with me here. So imagine me a few years ago, a little bit lighter than I am now. I've always been big. Getting in a tote. So imagine with me here. Don't laugh. But it looked nice. So I got in the tub, and I got in the tote, and all of a sudden I get stuck. And then the next character comes out, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? What happened? I'm like, it feels good, but I'm stuck. you got to get me out of here. And they end up spinning the toad around and said, hey, you're stuck in sin. 
See, see, sin feels good. Sin's great. But the wages of sin is death. And see, see, in that moment, when they took a bite of the fruit, man, it maybe felt good. It made it taste good, man. But when we disobey God, we can be stuck in sin. But through the power of Jesus Christ, and we can be saved and we can be brought out of the sins that we're in. That was the latter part of the skit there. But the sinful nature and the spiritual death will pass on from person to person. And so Adam and Eve committed the sin, and, and so the sins were passed down for generations. So it tells us in the Bible that we're born into sin. We've been infected since birth. Pastor Michael, that's messed up. The wages of sin is death. So I'm going to show you guys a couple things. The natural infection that everyone, the natural infect, infections, everything, <laughs> naturally affect, this naturally affects everything we do. So we're born with it. We're born into sin. This affects everything that we do. It affects everything we do. So check this out. So a toddler, y'all think about toddlers. Parents, think about your kids. Or maybe if you're in, in school and you see other little toddlers. Uh, uh, that's my toy. That's mine. You can't have it. That's mine. Quit looking at it. That's mine. Maybe it's not their toys, but they're saying, hey, that's mine. I got to have it. Well, but who taught them that? Toddlers are great, and I love toddlers, and, and they're awesome. And, and, but, but it's a natural thing for them to say, hey, that's mine. Because when they're at home and they, they have all these toys, man, it looks great. Now they go off to school, and they're like, that's mine's. And it may be the one thing in me at home you say, hey, don't touch. Don't touch this. You can't have that. And curiosity wants them to touch it and care and to have it because we've been infected since the start of time. Anybody a Cowboys fan? Okay, y'all won't get mad at me. <laughs> All right, Dallas Cowboys are a NFL football team. And, and, and they, let's just face it, man, them players make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. I mean, good money, line. That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of money I need in my life. And, and I'm like, man, I got to have this. And, and, but, what, but what happened is, is a few years ago, there was this Dallas Cowboy player, and there's been others. I'm just using the Cowboys because my mom is a Cowboy fan. Uh, but, but, but a few years ago, there was this Dallas Cowboy player with all this money decided that he was going to shoplift. He was going to take what wasn't his. And, 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 and that's because the sinful nature was infected by Adam. These desires that we have in life to take started from the beginning of time because God said, hey, you can't touch this one thing. And the serpent said, hey, listen, if you eat this, if you take this, you're going to be smarter and stronger than God. Now check out what Paul says here in Ephesians. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, verse 2, if, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Verse 3, all of us also lived among them at one time. So at one time, we were living among all those that had these desires, had these had these things that hey, and maybe you were like you can think back and maybe maybe you were think think back to a, a time before and you're thinking man, that was me. I remember a time that I sinned. I go back to one thing that I can always remember. 
I remember one time I lied about something and it caught me. And so from that day forward, I said, I'll never do it again. Because I was embarrassed and I'd been caught. And, and so I'm like, I don't want to have that number. I want no more, you know what I'm saying? I bet you Adam and Eve from that point forward, they're like, uh-uh, I ain't touching nothing. <laughs> I bet you if I was their kids, I'd be like, listen, Mom, Dad, what y'all do to mess with God? Uh, I'm not doing that. Kids, listen to your parents. Amen. Amen. You tell them. <laughs> Get them, parents. Kids, listen to your parents. If they tell you to do something, there's probably a good reason they're telling you. God told Adam and Eve you could have everything in here but one thing. And that's the one thing they decided that they wanted. <laughs> Kids, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen to your parents. <laughs> They'll give you everything within reason, just not that one thing you really want. <laughs> we were, <laughs> uh, shoot, <laughs> I don't mess myself up. Today, we're talking about the walking dead. Number two, if you're taking notes, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Sin feels good. I'm going to make me another sin little tote because I need it. I use it a lot. It's time to wake up because sin feels good. It feels great. And uh, all of us, especially as parents, and, and it's been out there, and, man, we know what it feels like to sin. It feels good. We know when Karen and, and Trina, they get upset at us and they get mad at us, man, it feels good to get revenge on them. It feels great to, to take back and, and say, man, you mess with me. I'm going to mess with you. I'm going to get you. It's time to wake up. The, the, the problem is people don't know that they were falling asleep. See, people didn't realize that they were falling asleep. See, Rick had no idea what was going on in The Walking Dead. Essentially, he was in a coma asleep. <laughs> he got knocked out. I remember when me and my kids, one time we went to the movies, and I don't remember the movie, but I'm sitting there, and it had been a long week, and I'd been tired. The movie was playing. And let's just face it, when you go to the movie theater, it gets dark. They had the temperature just right. And it was a kid's movie, so the volume wasn't as loud. It wasn't like a lot of explosions and things like that. All of a sudden, I'm watching the movie, and the next thing I know is I feel popcorn being thrown at me. Dad! Dad! Like, what? Wake up! You're snoring! You're sleeping! The movie, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Why are you sleeping? I'm like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm over here. I'm snoring. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't had no idea that I didn't fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> popcorn, popcorn. See, see, people who only know darkness think it is normal, and that everyone else is living in darkness. See, our world is constantly trying to say, "Hey, let's normalize this. Let's normalize having death on the inside, being dead on the inside." I mean, think about it in the, in the latter part of The Walking Dead, which I haven't seen, so I can't give you guys those real spoiler alerts, but from what I kind of understood from you guys this morning, it's kind of the same thing that's going on, kind of repetitive. But essentially, it becomes normal. It becomes normal to live in this society with these zombies, or what they call the walkers. There's a movie that Will Smith plays in, and I think it's called I Am Legend. It's a zombie movie. If you watch this movie, he goes around and it's like an everyday thing with him. He, he talks to the said things that are there. He's like, hey, Bill. I don't know what he says to him, but I don't even know his name's Bill. But he's like, hey, man, what's happening? 
it become normalization. It become normal. And it's what happens in our society today. They want everything to be normal. And it says in 1 Peter 2 and 9, it says uh, that God said, called, He called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. He called us out of darkness into the light. And we did a baptism a few weeks ago, and I love doing baptisms. We've seen death come to life. And, and, and I love doing that because we see the old you becoming new. And it's amazing to see when you see in a room that's completely dark, you turn on your phone or you turn on a flashlight or even a candle, how much light begins to produce in the dark. The Bible tells us, have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can save that mountain to be moved. Whatever you're dealing with today, whatever you may be going through today, all you have to do is have faith as little as a mustard seed. Ephesians 5 and 14 says, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Wake up. Wake up, oh sleeper, rise from the dead in Christ. See, our every desire is Christ. My everyday desire is Christ. Now I love that song that Fernando sung, that called I Surrender. When I surrender, I desire after him every single day. When I decided that, hey, I'm going to give my whole self to Christ, and I'm going to give my whole self, and I, when I surrender to him, and I get out of that sleep state that I'm in, I woke up in Christ, and I desire after him every day. Medic, M-A-D-I-C. I got to hurry. I got two more pages, three more pages. No, she'll bear with me. We ain't gonna hit them all. So. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But I have good news. You may feel like that you're walking around and you're lost in the darkness. You may feel like today, man, I've walked around and I don't feel like there's end in sight. I feel like I'm walking around and nobody cares what I'm going through. Society doesn't care. So I, the pastor doesn't care. I care, but people don't care. My friends don't care. We all have different struggles. We all have different things that we're going through in this walk of life. But you know what? You're not alone. You don't have to live miserably. I always tell you guys, you all have a story and a story worth telling. And when we start telling our stories and we start sharing our stories, we find out how much we have in common. And we feel like here at Medic Church, you don't have to do life alone because what? It's better together. And, and, and we all come from different backgrounds. We want to connect together let God restore the brokenness in our lives. We may feel guilty. We may be shamed. We may feel angry and pain. And listen, that stuff's not normal. We shouldn't be walking around every day feeling like we need to be in pain. We need to be in sorrow. We need to be hurt. We need to be grief, being grateful. That wasn't God's plan for humanity. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and he created everything, and he created mankind, it was never intended for us to have to have these things in our life. But it's because of the darkness and the fruit and the sin that come into the earth. That's why we have to struggle through those things. But listen, 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 listen. Listen. It doesn't have to be that way. Pastor Michael, I know. I've woke up before. I was in church and I was going to church every week. And, and then COVID happened and I was scared to death because I thought I was going to become a zombie. And, and, and I stayed out of church and, and, and now, now I'm scared that, that I'm going back out there and I'm going to affect other people. And, and, and now, now, the, the, now, now I've got complacent. Now, now I've got complacency. I don't want to go back to church because I like my Sunday morning naps. I kind of wandered back. A little bit in my walk. 
the ones that know a little bit of our story, and, and I'll share with you very briefly, is, is, is I, was grow, I grew up in church, I, and I worshiped God, and I loved God, and, and we've done all these great things in ministry, and, and it's because God allowed us to do it and work through us. And we were doing awesome things, and some things happened at church, and, and because of the people there, I said, okay, God, I'm done with it. And I wandered back, and I become dead on the inside. I become dead on the inside, and, and I was like, I'll never step foot back in another church. And I wandered back into the darkness because that fruit looked good, and that fruit was better, and it tasted good. And I didn't want to have nothing else that was going on around me. And then I woke up. And it took an intervention with God and said, hey, I have a plan for your life. Because, see, the enemy is out to still kill and destroy each and every one of us. But I'm here today to tell you that, hey, if you step back and you've wandered back, you still have a chance and God still loves you. The pastor that run from God, that, that run from, from him and said he'd never step foot back in church, God forgave. That's why I'm here today. Because I want to see people come to know Christ. See, you're a new person. And God's plan for deliverance in your life comes from Romans uh, 5, 15 through 19. It says, but there is a great difference between God's sin and God's gracious gift. See, there's a difference between the sin of Adam and God's love and God's mercy. Because in the Bible, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But because God's love and mercy and grace is much greater than any sin that we can commit. Pastor Mike, I've done some messed up stuff in my life. Me too. You're not alone. Me too. God still loves me. And he forgave me. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you and your loved ones. Even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. You hear me? But even greater is God's wonderful grace and the gift of righteousness. And all who receives life lives in triumph over sin and death with a man, Jesus Christ. We all have a choice. We all have a choice today, and it's to choose life or to choose death. I'm going to close with this. Ephesians 2 and 4 says, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, verse 5, it says, he made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. We were dead, and we were hurting. You may feel like you're dead and hurting today, but I want to tell you that there's new life that can be brought into you today. And it just comes by simply, here in just a few moments, we're going to say a sinner's prayer. But it's simple. All you have to do is give your whole self to God. Give it to God. I don't have any magical powers. I just let God work through me. Here at this church, we've seen some amazing things take place. Not because we have magical powers. We had somebody that said, I'll never step foot back in another church. And he come walking in here. And his life was restored. Brokenness was fixed. Medic says, my every desire is Christ. But when we built the logo, the way we built it, we made it where it looked like it was broken. It was hurt. There were dense marks in it. It don't look the best. But when we did that, we made it as a resemblance of us. Saying, hey, we were once lost. We were broken. 
And then we put the band-aid as an symbol and saying, hey, listen, we understand that you're broken. We understand you may be hurting, but hey, in our house, the band-aid's to correct all. And we want to remember that this place is a place of healing. And let God restore that brokenness and hurt in our life. And the heartbeat resembles that we're going to be the heartbeat of the church. And today, no matter where you're at or what's happened in your life, and even if you feel today that you're dead on the inside, God still loves each and every one of you. I share that all the time with people saying, hey, listen, I made mistakes. I had a guy talk to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm dealing with this in my life. I said, hey, I've been there too. I said, listen, you're not alone in this life. God can do more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. But when we allow God to take over, he can restore that brokenness in our life. But the choice today is yours. Online campus, the choice today is ultimately yours. And that's to choose life where we can spend eternity new in Christ forever and ever. Or we can choose the other way and choose death. And it tells us in the Bible, the wages of sin is death. And death is hell. And nobody wants to go there. And I wouldn't wish anybody to go to that horrible place. But I'm going to tell you that life is too good not to live. No matter what situation you go through, just remember there's somebody else going through something a lot worse. But doesn't mean that God won't restore the brokenness that you went through. Jesus didn't die so you can just get by. He didn't die just so that, that oh, well, you're not going to have any troubles today, Trina. You're not going to have to face challenges. You're not going to have to face sorrow. You're not going to have to face these different things in your life, Trina. He didn't come to die so, so everything will be peachy and great. He come to die so you can have life. Life and life abundantly. And so you can live forever and ever with him in paradise. Because our reward isn't here on earth, it's in heaven. And that's where I want to get to. I want to get to heaven. And I want to get you guys to heaven. I want to help you get there. The last series we talked about standing in front of you fighting. I'm going to fight every step of the way. But you got to stand with me and go forward. Because we're all sons and daughters of Christ. And that's a great thing to know today. Guys, we only can if you'll stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I'm going to thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everybody that's here, that's tuning in on our online campus. God, God, that may listen to this on our podcast later. Father, we just ask you that you will touch this right now, God. God, we may feel dead on the inside. God, but give life back today. God, restore that brokenness in people's life, God. God, whatever they may be dealing with, Father, let them know that they're not in this life alone. They're not in the battle alone, God. God, touch the ones that are around us, God. God, that we will be the light to show them they don't have to live in darkness. God, let us be the ones that can walk into a room that, of, of darkness, God, around our friends and our family, God, that may not know you. Let us be that light that shines, God. God, continue to bless each and every person in here, God. Help us when it gets hard and, gets, and we face struggles, God. And constantly remind us that you're with us. And if you don't know who Christ is or you want to rededicate your life today, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. God, help me when it gets hard. God, when I stumble and I fall, remind me you're right there with me. 
you're going to pick me up and restore the brokenness in my life. Help me on this new journey. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.